On this edition of Oski Talk, we recap the Illini's loss to number two Baylor in the Jimmy V Classic, and we preview Illinois hosting Iowa in football this Saturday. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with the great Patrick Catazone, and we are here today. Got a lot to talk about. First, we'll start with a little recap of the Illinois game against Baylor. First top five matchup since the title game in 2005. So with that, we'll get right into our front page. First here on the front page, um, Illinois couldn't keep up with Baylor in the second half. Baylor, number two in the country, beat Illinois, number five in the country. 82-69 in the Jimmy V Classic on Wednesday, handing Illinois its first loss of the year. Um, A few positives, but not the game you wanted to see out of Illinois. No, it definitely wasn't, and this this was going to be a tough game. We We knew that going in. Um, Baylor's defense was just unreal despite being undersized um, they, they really force you to um, you know try to exploit them and, and try and trying to get the ball down low and, and by the time that Kofi had two fouls you knew that the Illini were going to be in trouble because they didn't have that big guy down low and uh, you know when when you could facilitate the ball well and get get the ball to Kofi you know Baylor Baylor would have crashed on them. You kick it back out and should have an open open three. Um, it just that wasn't rolling that night. Um, Baylor was was not giving that up, and and um, we struggled to get Kofi the ball partially because he was on the bench for most of the night. Um, so that that's what it comes down to not not creating dumb fouls and not not having Kofi um, you know foul out so early and and you know Io wasn't amazing either. He was okay. Um, 18 points and 33% shooting. Um, there was points in the night where he felt like Io could could have turned it on, and he just he didn't bring it tonight. Um, and that's gonna happen when you play the number two team in the country. We're we're just not there yet. I felt like we hung in and we didn't play extremely well. Um, but we, but we were with them for most of the game. Um, and it was just that three minute stretch that that they pulled away. It was it was much closer than that, and. Uh, that's the shame about basketball. It doesn't look like that, but uh, I, I think you could be satisfied with with the team as a whole and upset about this game. But going down the few, uh, going going down the rest of the season, this is still a good team. It's an unfortunate game. You got UT Martin coming up, and then you got Duke. Two winnable games that I think are are must wins for Illinois now. Yeah, you. There's no reason to jump ship on this team. Um, they weren't gonna go. You know what? Are the, how are they playing? Twenty five games, twenty six games. They weren't gonna go twenty six and zero. Nobody expected them to. This conference is gonna be a dogfight. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing. We talked about it when we previewed this game. Kofi Coburn is gonna have to be key to winning the game, and he spent more time on the bench in foul trouble than he did in the game. And there's, I mean, 
there's not a lot you can do when arguably your entire game plan for the game is not in the game. That I mean, that makes it a lot tougher. We said um, initially their strengths are their guards, um, very quick, and they play good defense, similar to our strengths. Our guards are quick, they play good defense, but our advantage was a seven-foot guy that they don't have, they couldn't match up with. Um, in the first half, that's what was keeping Illinois close with them. They couldn't generate the shots they wanted to, Kofi was there to to block out, get rebounds, start the the break, and Illinois was able to to stay close. Um, second half in the first minute, he picked up his third foul. He spent most of the second half then on the bench. And uh, Georgie, who I will say played great, thirteen points in the first half. He was the main reason Illinois was only down one at the break and stayed in it for so long. But he is not the same mismatch that Kofi is. And in fact, it's a mismatch the other way when Georgie's in the game a lot of times. So um, it turned into a a quick run for Baylor. A lot of sloppy turnovers from Illinois. Like you said, Iowa wasn't his usual self. And we talked about this before going on, on the air here. And Illinois last year, they found their identity. They found Kofi is our number two guy. Obviously, Iowa's our one. Who's our three? It was Feliz most of the time. Um, and this year without Feliz, you know, in game one, it looked like that'd be Adam Miller. Um, in game two, it looked like it could be Curbelo. They really didn't have one in, in their third game against Ohio, but they got the job done anyway. And, and yesterday they really didn't have it. And, and that's some, something that you need to step up, especially when, you know, your preseason All-American is getting clamped by another preseason All-American. Um, and Kofi's in foul trouble. Somebody had to step up. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think, you know, Jared Butler was that amazing this game either. I, I almost thought that um, I, I outplayed him. I felt like we we kept Jared Butler down for the most part. He wasn't, you know, um, scoring 20 points against us. Um, at least he wasn't, you know, before the last five minutes. So, it, it, you know, I, I really didn't think Jared Butler outplayed Io per se, but um, just Baylor brought everything. They they really did. Flagler was really good. Teague was good down the stretch. Um you know, Mitchell it, made some shots. Right. And, and, you know, this team, I mean, when, when you talk about Iowa's game, this team is going to take away the, the vertical baseline drives. Like you can't get to the hoop. Um, That's right. Dri- driving from, right. Which is Iowa's, which is 80% of Iowa's game. I shouldn't say that. It's not 80. It's, it's, it's 50. That, that's what he does. And they were giving that up late because they were tired. Um, and that's where Iowa started really heating up late in the game because he, he can make those drives. He, is still the fastest guy on, on the court. Um, but he that that was never going to happen in this game. Um, so that's a little scary when, when you see someone take take away Iowa's game that easily and, and nobody else around him able to step it up. And I think that's more or less what you're getting at. Um, but you're not going to play this defense a lot. I, we probably will only play this defense once this year. Um, and I, I'm completely okay with, with never seeing it again. And um, – you know, the the only time I'd be worried about seeing it again is is if we play Texas Tech or or Baylor in in the um in the tournament. But you know, this is something that you're not going to see a lot. I know I I feel like we've been using that as an excuse a lot lately. But two unique teams in Ohio and and Baylor and and one of those games you take away the win and the other one you know a three minute stretch takes away the game. Um, so you can't be you can't be too upset about either of those and. Like we said, you got you got a favorable matchups in the next couple of games. You got an inexperienced Duke team um, that's going to struggle against this defense that is is very very good. I think that's another thing that we realized last night that defense is pretty good um, when when we're not fouling. Um, so that's that's an exciting thing to learn. Yeah, I mean, 
you kind of said it too, but I, I think the big thing is experience is, is a huge factor, and especially in huge games like this, and especially come tournament time as well. But um, Baylor's won, I think, 23 straight, 24 straight in their program. They're an experienced team. Illinois needed a lot of contribution from some young guys, Adam Miller, Andre Curbelo, um, and, and even Coleman Hawkins once Kofi got into some foul trouble. So they they kind of lacked that experience aside from, you know, the main IO, DeMonte, Kofi, and that type of thing. Come March, that experience will be there, first of all. And second of all, we said this a little bit last week, this is a huge jump from teams like North Carolina A&T, Chicago State, and even Ohio. This is a much better team than that, and Illinois had their troubles with Ohio. So the the clunker, so to speak, was bound to happen. Um, I'd rather get it out of the way early in the season. You got a long way to go before you need to be at your best, and now they have film and more errors to work on, and I think they'll be all right. Yeah, and and you know the un, the thing that we haven't talked about is turnovers in this game. Those were ridiculous. Trent Trent was not good. Um, six turnovers is pretty un, unacceptable. Um, and that that one turnover, um, off the uh, the inbound was was terrible. That that I felt like was probably the game changer. Um, really for the Illini, they 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 gave that up, and it was a six point game. And it, it almost felt like, you know, the energy had to be sucked out of the Illini after that. Um, they couldn't hit a shot. So, you know, you clean some of that up. Um, and, you know, I think when, when you play a, a team like Duke, you're not too worried about turnovers. And I know we still have UT Martin beforehand, which you're going to have to worry about t- turnovers um, with a more experienced team and, and a team that, that's going to want to knock you down. Um, but when, when you play at Duke, I'm I'm a little bit less nervous just because, of of how many freshmen they start and, and and how experienced they are, so um, I'm feeling a little bit better about the Duke game than I was um, before the Baylor game. Yeah, and and for Illinois, they didn't necessarily put the country on notice like they wanted to, and really show that they're the best team in the country. But what they did do is show they belong in those type of games. I mean, they'll keep them close. They they deserve that stage. Um, and like you said, they have it in a couple weeks with Duke, so that's always exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a good game, and that, yet UT Martin's another one that you got to win. Yeah, I, I think I'll take Illinois to win that one and the Duke one as well. We're going to move on here to football. Uh, speaking of ranked teams, Illinois gets to host one this week. Number 24, Iowa, comes to town. I'm sure we all remember last time they came to Champaign. Um, they left with a 63 to nothing victory in uh, Lovey's second season there, so... A lot to uh, to be motivated by. This is homecoming. This is senior day for all the Illinois players. Obviously, they'll have that opportunity to come back next year um, due to COVID and, and everything like that eligibility-wise. But for a lot of these guys, it could be their last game um, at Memorial Stadium. So a, a lot to talk about here. But we'll start with you, Pat. What do you got on Iowa? Um, what do I got in Iowa? Um, this is a very winnable game, and I, if I'm Lovey Smith, I think it is the most important game of the year. Um, I mentioned it earlier in the season how this Iowa game was an absolute must-win, um, and now with uh, only two more games left in the season, it absolutely is. Um, you play an Iowa team that is defeatable. Um, Spencer Petras is not the holy grail of quarterbacks at, at Iowa. He's good enough to perform. Um, but he's he's no amazing quarterback. Um, where they're gonna beat you is the rushing. It's it's Tyreek Goodson, um, and Mackay Sargent, both both two good running backs. 
um, that you're going to see a lot of. Goodson specifically is going to run a ton, be expecting at least 30 carries from him in this one. I should say at least 25 carries from him, um, maybe 30. Uh, th- that's where they're going to beat you, though. So Illinois' run defense has to be stout in this one. Um, can't give up good looks. Um, you know, to to Goodson, you can't. I don't know. You can't give it an inch because if he starts hitting you, he's gonna keep on hitting you. And, and he's a he's kind of a ground and pound kind of guy. Um, they're gonna be running the ball a lot. I guess that's all. I, <laughs> that's what I got to say to start off with. Yeah, they uh, they had a rough start to their season. Um, couple injuries and 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 whatnot, but they lost the first two games there to Purdue and Northwestern. Um, and since then, they've won four in a row, and the least amount of points they've scored in a game was in their past win against Nebraska, 26-20. 49, 35-41 are the other three numbers. So they've really been putting a hurt on these Big Ten teams. Um, they they made Penn State look – well, Penn State is bad this year, but they beat Penn State good, they beat Minnesota good, and uh, and Michigan State. I mean, it's a typical Iowa team for the most part. They They want to establish the run – They've got a strong offensive line and a solid defense. Um, and Illinois hasn't beaten this team in a while. Definitely haven't beat this team in the Smith era, for sure. That was one of the main topics Lovey was focusing on um, this week. He was like, you know, I couldn't be more thankful for our seniors, but I also want to give our seniors a win over this this team that they haven't been able to, to get over the hump against. So um, they come in hot four games in a row, but Illinois also is on a bit of a hot streak of their own. Yeah, look, they, they after coming off that Nebraska game, I think you feel very confident in uh, Brandon Pierre's play. I said at the beginning of the year he was a great quarterback. That Wisconsin game obviously was a weird one, but Brandon Peters um, you know, misses those two weeks. Um, excuse me, misses those three weeks. Um, comes back, plays great against Nebraska. Ohio State obviously got canceled, so that's a bummer, but um, come back to a, a winnable Iowa game. Um and and this is the kind of game that you need Brandon Peters to be good in. Um, like I said, this is a premier Lovey Smith game, a must win. Um, offense has to be cooking on, on all cylinders. Um, you know, I, I was going to play you a, a, a pretty stout defense. You're going to have to make a miss with the spread. Um, and hopefully the, uh, the running backs are right there with him too. But I, I got to say, I think Brandon Peters has to be the key to this game. Um, you expect at least 250 from him. Um, and a couple touchdowns because that's that's what he needed to bring in the Nebraska game and, and that's what got us the win. Um, Chase Brown was electric in that game as well, and so was Mike Epstein. Um, those guys have to do the exact same thing there. I, I'm I'm a little bit less less worried about this Iowa game because I think of all the ranked teams right now and and even the rankings themselves I think are a little bit uh, wonky and, and specifically Iowa. Um, Iowa loses to Purdue in that that first game and then wins a couple of. I you know kind of easier games um they play close in Northwestern but they beat Michigan State um they beat um they they beat Michigan State at home I should say they beat Michigan State at home they beat Minnesota away um Penn State away and then they just barely get past Nebraska at home I don't really in my opinion not sure that's the number 19 team in the country right there um that being said though um you know, I think this Illinois team is is right there with them. I like I said, I thought they were going to be in, in a potentially uh, a eight and five team this year on a non COVID season, um, but this this is a big game for them. Brandon Peters has to be really good, and 
and the defense, you know, we didn't we didn't really see them a whole lot last week because uh the game got canceled. I guess same for the offense, but uh man, this this run defense has to be excellent. Expect the defensive ends to really crash. Owen Carney, get some pressure on the quarterback, make him make mistakes because that's another key to this game. Um, you know, we saw in that last week against Nebraska, he had an interception. Um, if you could keep pressure on Petrus, he's going to have a 100-yard game um, and hopefully cause some turnovers. So that that's kind of what you got for Illinois. Yeah, and it's something we've talked about before, and this Illinois defense is built a little bit more for the run. Um, they're they're more susceptible for the big play via the pass, but that's not really the way Iowa plays offense either way. Um, we talk about it a lot. This offense tends to be very bend, don't break, um, and it's easier to bend and not break against the run as opposed to the pass. They're very susceptible to the big play through the air and not as much on the ground. So like you said, that run defense being strong, um, hopefully stronger, is a big key. Secondary's been solid as of late, coming away with a lot of picks, but that's also been a lot of mistakes um, from opposing quarterbacks. Um, but the defense, like you said, has been making a lot of strides. They're going to need to show up on uh, on Saturday here. And offensively, Brandon Peters is obviously going to be big. I think establishing that run game two-headed monster is also going to be a big uh, big goal of Illinois offensively. It, that kind of seemed the, the direction Rod was going. Um on Monday when he talked. Um, but I, I, I want to pose you this question. I think Illinois not playing Ohio State helps them for this game. Yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Lovey just said, you know, on Wednesday, he's like, I think this game's going to get canceled. Let's just prep for Iowa. And and if the game gets, yeah, they, if game they, happens, game happens. Iowa's the, the winner. I, I was the one where you really want to win this game. Um, you know, you can kind of forget about Ohio, uh, Ohio State, but... Yeah, yeah, I I do think that they 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 probably been thinking about this game for a while. Um, you know, like I said, I thought it was it was one of the must wins for for Lovey this year. And you you beat Nebraska, and then two weeks later beat Iowa. You have to be feel pretty good about where this program is and and feel confident in Lovey Smith. Yeah, and then if you could follow that up with a win against Northwestern, a team you also haven't beaten the Smith era, then you check off all the boxes and. Uh, you're good to go into the off season with a with a four and three record, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I like I said, the key to this game, and this is Lovey's game, is that front that front seven has to be yeah excellent. They have to create pressure, make Petrus throw the ball and make mistakes. They have to stop Goodson. If they can do that and not give up two hundred yards on the ground, they'll win the they'll win the football game. But if they can't do that, yeah. the game's good as gone. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, before we get into score predictions, I want to do a quick um, news update for those of you who may or may not know. Injury-wise, um, Alex Pelcheski, um, offensive lineman, and Tariq Barnes, linebacker, are both um, going to miss the rest of the season due to leg surgery. I believe it's knee for both of them. Tough, um, tough, tough loss, especially... Obviously, Julian Pearl has stepped in nicely for Palcheski, but, I mean, he's a leader that you can't replace. And then defensively, Tariq Barnes has played phenomenal this year, especially with Milo Eifler hurt. So they're going to need Kalen Tolson to continue to step up, get Eifler back healthy, and let Hanson be Hanson, I guess. Yeah, you felt good about the linebackers because of the depth this year. Um, there were guys, Tolson um, was a guy that I feel like a lot of Illini fans wanted to see a little bit earlier because he he has been excellent in class, but I mean last year you had you had Eifler, 
Hanson and Harding, two incredible, three incredible linebackers that, that were meant to start. And then this year you come in, obviously, Tariq Barnes has really shown himself to be um, an effective linebacker. Tolson now in his junior year has been effective. Um, and Hanson coming in in his senior year has been pretty great as well. So, you know, you feel good about that. Shimon Cooper is probably the guy that's going to step up for him. Um, he's a guy who's obviously been highly recruited, and we'll see. I'm not sure Eifler's back. Do you know about that, Anthony? No, uh, Lovey hadn't announced that yet. Um, he only talked about Pelcheski and uh, and Barnes. He usually doesn't talk about it unless they're out yeah. the year. Typical, typical Lovey Smith. But we'll see if we'll see if Eifler is uh, is back in this one. That that'd be extremely important. But he's got to make sure he dials up pressure. Obviously, Delano Ware will, will also step up in that role. Um, so you got guys there who will be able to uh, step up. But he has to make sure he gets pressure from that front seven. And and if you know, Tariq Barnes being out puts that back. Um, you get a little bit more nervous about the Illini. That being said, I do want to mention this too. Do the Illini wear the gray ghost uniforms? Because technically this game is the homecoming game. Yeah, it is the homecoming game. Um, and if you want to keep the mojo that you had last year wearing the gray ghost uniforms, um, I think you got to wear them. I think after a win like last year, you either have to retire them or wear them every homecoming. Like there's no there's no choice besides that, and this is homecoming. So, um, I think you got to wear them, and I hope that that luck is still left in them a little bit from last year, and they can turn it into a W against Iowa. I think you have to wear them. I I gotta yeah. say I love the the gray ghosts. I I don't think we've lost in the gray ghosts in a minute because, oh maybe we have. Sorry, I'm thinking about Dad's Day. We've been. Minnesota in the Grey Ghost uniforms. We've beaten Wisconsin, obviously. I'm pretty sure we beat Rutgers in them once too. So yeah, or or Michigan State it was. I gotta double check this, but I'm pretty sure that these uh, yeah. these these uniforms bring a little bit of uh, an energy to Illinois football that uh, we don't typically have. Yeah, and on the flip side, Illinois basketball has won only once all time wearing the blues. So I think it's time to retire those. Stick with the whites and the orange. <laughs> Um, yeah, get rid of the blues. But anyway, blues. we'll get into a score prediction here. I'll lead us off. I, I will make you do it this time. I got Illinois upset in Iowa, um, getting Lovey Smith his win against Iowa and sending these seniors off the right way from Memorial Stadium. Um, I think it's going to be a defensive battle, the way these two teams typically should play. Um, definitely don't see 63 points coming from Iowa. I've got Illinois winning this one 26-22. Kind of a weird score. I'm not exactly sure how either team will get there, but a win for Illinois nonetheless. Okay. I like that. And and because I've been wrong so much this year, um, I'm going to choose Iowa in this one. A really close game here in Champaign. It's going to be 30 to 27. Um, A line of defense has struggles to stop Goodson in the front seven. Um, You know, the inside pressure is just not there for the Illini this year. And and I think that's really um, where. you know, Goodson attacks and the the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, take the game away. So I'm going to have Iowa in this one, unfortunately, but um, I really hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going to add to this one. It's going to be the Bay Bay game. He's going to have a huge game this week against Iowa. But with that, we're going to go into our next segment. Um, we hear from Georgie Bashanishvili after the Illini's loss to number two Baylor about kind of how this type of game isn't going to happen every time. This is uh, Say What? Say What? Um, I think uh, just clean up, as I said, clean up little details, little mistakes. Uh, and uh, I mean, I think we are right there. You know, we are number one, f- number five team in the nation. So we are right there, four spots. 
So we just have to clean up uh, those little little mistakes that we made. Um, and we obviously know, you know, Trent not going to have a night like that with six turnovers. Kofi not going to have nights like that, you know, um, playing playing like that. Ace not going to shoot two from 11 uh, those games. So we are right there, man. So we just have to clean those little mistakes up and we're going to be good. Thanks to uh, Georgia for that quote there yesterday in the press conference. Only player that talked to the media following that game. Um, he was great. We talked about this earlier. He kept Illinois in the game for a long time. Um, I mean, but he's right. You 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 don't expect that. Um, that I, I mean, Io didn't shoot great, like you said, thirty three percent. Somehow, still put up eighteen points. Kofi's not going to have nights like that all the time with fouls early and struggling to get going. And and you hope your senior guard and Trent Fraser isn't going to turn it over six times. You know, it's. It's the type of game that happens every once in a while for one of these guys. It just so happened to be all three in the same game against the best team you're probably going to play all year long. That makes it a little bit tougher. Um, but he's right. I mean, these types of games aren't going to happen all the time. No, they won't. And, you know, they really stuck in there for a long time. You know, I felt like it was a thir- three-minute stretch that really killed them. So I'm with Georgie in this one, and, and I'm glad that he had a really big comeback game that he was crucial in this one. Felt like they just didn't respect him, and he uh, he really showed him up in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that'll do it for this edition of Oski Talk. Got a big uh, big Saturday for Illinois sports. Illinois against Iowa in the morning. Football, and then Illinois basketball hosts UT Martin on Saturday night. So make sure you clear your schedules on Saturday. But for now, for Patrick Catazon, I'm Anthony Pasquale. We will talk to you guys next week. ILL. I.